For more than 10 years, I've been traveling the world teaching English. My name's Matt. I'm an English tutor from the UK, and welcome to the Into podcast, where I help you improve your English by sharing my stories and those of English teachers and students from all around the world. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Into podcast. I am Matt, and in today's episode, we're going to be learning new phrasal verbs. And some upper intermediate to advanced English vocabulary. So last week we started talking about Vietnam, and I explained that I spent one month living and working as an online English tutor in the capital of Vietnam, which is Hanoi. In today's episode, I'm going to be teaching you these phrasal verbs and new vocabulary as I tell you the stories about the weekend trips that we took whilst living and working in Hanoi. And today's episode is going to be a little bit different to our previous episodes. So, in previous episodes, we've had two parts, right? Part one, I tell you the story, and in part two, we look back at the story and teach and learn some new vocabulary. Well, in today's episode, we're going to only have one part. So, as I'm speaking and telling you the story, when a phrasal verb or a nice piece of vocabulary comes up. I'm going to teach it to you at the same time. So the idea with this is really just to try something new, but also I want to make the podcast a little bit more natural and easy to listen to. So I'm imagining you guys are listening to this when you're doing other things. Maybe you're driving, maybe you're cooking, something like that. And I hope that doing it this way makes it a little bit. Easier to listen to and maybe more fun to listen to as well. So we're starting to get a few regular listeners now on the podcast, which is excellent. And hello to all of you guys who listen regularly. I really, really appreciate you. But it would be great if you could get in touch with me after listening to today's episode and just let me know what you think. Does this style work well for you? Or do you prefer the podcast to be in two parts: the story part and the teaching part? Let me know. And another thing, guys, which I would really appreciate is if you could leave me a review,、uh, a review of the podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast. We're starting to get a few regular listeners now, which is really, really good. And I hope that some good reviews will help us to, to.、Um, Push the podcast to to more and more people. So thanks to everybody who listens regularly.、Uh, I really do appreciate、um, your support, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast and finding it useful. So that's enough of an introduction. I think let's get into today's story. Let's learn some phrasal verbs and some difficult vocabulary as I tell you about the weekend trips I took in Vietnam. Let's go. So, guys, earlier this year, I spent a month living and working remotely in the capital of Vietnam, which is Hanoi.、I、have to say, it was a really cool place to live and work.、Um, there are loads of nice cafes there, so you can sit and do your work while you're sipping a nice coffee. So much to do in the city, but it's noisy. Okay, <laughs> it's very, very noisy. Um, and I'm a person who loves nature, loves the mountains, loves the rivers. 
So it doesn't matter where I am, I'm always trying to get to get out to the countryside if I can. But I particularly felt the need to get out to the countryside whilst living in Hanoi. Um, so during my one month stay in Hanoi, I actually took three weekend trips outside of the city to locations all around the north of Vietnam. And I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I forgot what I was saying then, and I'm going to tell you some of the stories that I have from those trips today. And I'm going to teach you some English vocabulary along the way. Now, it's quite important for me, I think, to talk a little bit about tourism in Vietnam, because if you've never been to Vietnam, you might be thinking, well, how easy was it for you to organize three different weekend trips during one month? Um, and the answer to that is that it was very, very easy. So we didn't actually plan any of these trips before we arrived in Vietnam. We booked all of them um, in Hanoi while we were there. So the tourism industry in, in Vietnam is actually really well developed, I think. Um, I guess that, that Vietnam's economy probably relies on tourism quite a lot. And when you're actually in Vietnam, you realize that there are so many tourists there all the time. I use the phrasal verb there, guys, rely on. So Vietnam's economy relies on tourism. It means that the economy needs tourism to keep going. So rely on is very similar to depend on. You need it in order to support yourself. So, yeah, there are a lot of tourists in Vietnam and if you go to Hanoi or any town or city in Vietnam, really, you're going to find loads of tourist information. They're not tourist information centers they're because they sell things. So you're going to find a lot of tourist information shops and you can just walk into one of these shops. They usually have a big book of all of the different trips you can take and you can just book your trips there. They'll help you to organize the transport, the hotel, the meals. It's really so easy. And particularly in Hanoi, in the tourist part of Hanoi, these shops are everywhere. So during our first week in Hanoi, we just walked into one of these shops, started talking to the people in there about the different trips that we could take. And um, yeah, we just planned all, we actually, really liked the guys in that shop and I can't remember the name of it unfortunately but because we really liked them and they gave us some good deals we booked all of our trips with with the same shop. So the first trip we actually didn't plan on taking um, a trip on the first weekend but after the first week in Hanoi we were pretty stressed and we thought why not we might as well take a we might as well take a trip out. And I used another phrasal verb there, guys. It was plan on, plan on. Okay, so if you want to, I mean, you could just say plan here. The there is no difference. But the right preposition to use with plan would be on. So you plan on doing something or you don't plan on doing something. So we didn't plan on taking a trip on the first weekend, uh, but we did. So the first trip was to a place called Mai Chao Valley. And I'm going to apologize now to Vietnamese people if I'm saying that wrong. Mai Chao Valley. So when you look at pictures of this place, you, you see exactly what it's famous for. And it's the kind of iconic northern Vietnamese scenery. You've got these limestone mountains. Limestone is a type of rock which makes very unique mountains. 
And in the valleys of these mountains, there are loads of rice paddies. Okay, a rice paddy is a field for growing rice, but they look very unique because it's not just flat. The rice paddies are, they're like stairs going down the mountain. So at the higher level, you have the first rice paddy, and then below that one, another one, below that one, another one, below that one, another one. And they look, they look like stairs. Very, very cool, I think. So we decided to go there because it was possible to go there for just a single day. We didn't want to spend the whole weekend because we were still exploring Hanoi. Um, so we were picked up in the morning, very early I think, I can't really remember what time, and we took a minibus all the way to Mai Chao and it ended up being about four or five hours. It was quite long. I've used another, another phrasal verb there, guys. It was end up, end up, okay? And end up just means like the final result. And it's usually like a surprise. So maybe we didn't know it was going to be three or four, four or five hours, but it ended up being four or five hours. So this result was like a surprise, end up. Yeah, so four or five hours later, we arrived in Mai Chao Valley. Um, it's quite a long journey because we also had to take that minibus back to Hanoi later that day. So to be honest, if anyone's planning on taking this trip, I recommend doing it for, for two days. You're probably going to get better value. Anyway, we arrived in Mai Chao Valley and the scenery, as I expected, was really nice. Really cool rice fields, rice paddies, really nice unique mountains. We actually didn't do so much there. It was more about just chilling out and relaxing. And there's another phrasal verb, woohoo, chill out. So to chill out just means to relax. Um, when we got there, we had a, a lunch in this kind of hotel with all of the other people who were on the tour. And then we went on a bike ride. So this was all organized by the tourist office in Hanoi. We were on this trip with a couple of other tourists. Some of them were from Italy, I remember, some from Poland, um, one guy from America, and there was me and Michelle, and I can't remember, that was about it. Not many more people than that, so about, about 10 people. They gave us all a bike, and the guide, who was from the village, took us out riding our bikes around this village uh, called Mai Chao, and we rode through the middle of the rice paddies, admiring the view, looking around, just breathing in the countryside air. There's another phrasal verb, breathe in, to breathe in. So it was nice to be out there. The weather was nice and sunny, but not too hot. Um, we rode our bikes around. We saw some villagers working in the field. Um, yeah, it was really cool. We had a nice coffee in the village. And then we were back at the hotel. The whole tour only lasted about two or three hours. Um, and from the hotel in Mai Chao, the minibus took us back to Hanoi again. Um, thankfully, I had a good sleep on the bus because, you know, four or five hours there, four or five hours back, only two or three hours to look around in the middle. It's quite a long day. So Mai Chao was an unexpected trip. It, was one, it wasn't one that we planned. It was just a surprise trip and it was good. It wasn't amazing, but I definitely re recommend going for two or three days if you have the opportunity to visit there. So that was the first one. The second trip that we took was the best one, I think. And it's one that if you go to Vietnam, 
you have to visit this place. Many people will already know about it. It's Ha Long Bay. Ha Long Bay. So if you've seen pictures of Vietnam or watched any videos about Vietnam, you will have seen this place. It's the famous kind of big, I can't explain it as anything other than big rocks, kind of big mountains in the ocean. Again, I think they're made from limestone, which create this really unique shape. And there are thousands of these little islands, these little rock formations or mountains in the ocean. A rock formation is just like a piece of rock. So we can't really explain these things as mountains because they're not really, really tall, but they're just like big pieces of rock in the ocean. So a rock formation. Um, and you go out to these islands or rocks or mountains or whatever you want to call them on a big boat. Uh, thousands of tourists visit this place every day. So again, it's really easy to book yourself a trip if you want to go there. And if you, Viet if you visit Vietnam, come on, you have to go to Ha Long Bay, of course. Now, I had been to this place when I visited Vietnam the first time. But the first time I visited, I just did a day trip. However, we decided to take a weekend trip to Halong Bay, so we stayed over one night and um, that was a very good decision because it was a completely unique experience and a really, really good one. So we took a big ship out to Halong Bay and um, there were a lot of other tourists on the trip, as always. So I remember some British people, um, some, where were they from? More Italians, a lot of Italians in Vietnam this time. Um, and I think some Japanese people, if I'm right, I can't remember. So we took the big ship out there. We got a nice dinner on the ship. We got chatting to everybody. We got to know them a little bit. It was good fun. And then suddenly the ship starts passing by these little islands and everyone's taking pictures and the scenery is really, really incredible. Uh, I remember on the first day we stopped at a couple of places. So we stopped at one kind of island. Um, I don't remember the name of it, but we got off the boat there and there was a really, really big cave. So we all walked around this cave. It's cool. So many tourists though, a lot of people. But yeah, you're in this huge cave and you can look out from the cave at all of the islands around Halong Bay as well. And then after that, we were back on the boat and we stopped at another small island which had a, a little beach and we could relax on the beach for a little bit. And then in the evening, um, the evening was quite interesting. We came back to our boat and our boat docked in the middle of all of these little islands. The word docked means to stop for a boat. So a boat will dock in one place. It will stop in that one place. So we're sitting there as the sun is setting and, you know, you're looking at the view of Halong Bay all around you. We're in the middle of Halong Bay. Really cool place to be. And in the evening we had a dinner and um, I think the guys on the boat wanted to make it a party. So they started playing some really kind of high energy electro music. But... The group that we were with, nobody was really interested in that. Nobody was really drinking that day. So after a while, they, <laughs> they stopped playing. Um, and after dinner, quite a cool thing to do. They, they gave us like a little class on how to make spring rolls. 
So a spring roll is one of the famous dishes in Vietnam. It's made with rice paper and you, you take the rice paper, you put some egg, lettuce, carrot and maybe some meat inside and then you roll it into a, into a roll. So they gave us a lesson on how to make these and then everybody kind of had a try, um, tried to do it themselves. So that was quite interesting. Um, but yeah, that was it for the evening really. We sat out on the boat and had a few drinks and, and ate some good food and then went to sleep on the boat. And in the morning, wow, the morning was the best part of the trip. So I woke up, um, opened the curtains in our little room on the boat and um, looking outside, you could see the sunrise um, above these little rock formations, above the, the famous Halong Bay Mountains. And it was just a really, really cool sight. I opened the door, we had a little balcony and just sat on the balcony for a while. It was really quiet and just a yeah, really amazing view. I think that's the best, if you want to get a good view of Halong Bay, that's the best thing to do when you view it in the morning because it's quiet. In the day, there are a lot of boats coming this way, going that way. But in the morning, all of the boats are still. And um, the sunlight makes it a really, really beautiful view. So I fully recommend going, staying on the boat and waking up in the morning to see the view. Um, after everybody was awake, we had some breakfast on the boat. And then they took us kayaking in um, a small part of, of the bay. Kayaking is, well, a, a kayak is a small boat and two people can sit in that boat and you have to row the boat. So the boat is not electric. You have to use those sticks to make it move yourself. And that was an amazing thing to do. So we, we rowed under, like there was a big hole in this one mountain and you could row under it. And when you rowed through this, um, this hole, you came into like, basically a huge opening in the mountain. So you were, you were on the sea, but you were surrounded by the rocks and the mountains. Um, there were loads of people, okay, loads of tourists. Every boat trip will, will do this. But it's a really, really good experience. So me and Michelle were rowing around this bay, admiring the view all around us. And the tour guides told us that there were sometimes monkeys on the trees, um, in this little, in this place. So they gave us some fruit to take and um, we found them, we found the monkeys. So at one point we stopped, there was like a tree that was overhanging the water. Okay, the word overhanging means that the tree comes out uh, above the water. So we, we stopped under this overhanging tree and there was a monkey right above us in the, in the, in the tree with a little baby. Really, really cool. And then we rode a little bit more and we saw which, what I guess was the dad or maybe the grandfather, quite an angry looking monkey. And um, I had a banana. I was gonna get close and try to give it the banana, but I, I don't think that's a good idea. You know, it's a wild animal, shouldn't get too close. So I threw the banana to, to this monkey and um, he got it. And we sat there on our boat and just watched him, watched him eating this banana. Really cool. Uh, and then after that, we had to kayak back to the ship and that was the end of the tour. The ship took us back to, back to Hanoi again. So yeah, Halong Bay, if you're gonna visit Hanoi, you must visit Halong Bay. It's the, it's the best, it's the iconic um, site 
in Vietnam. And I fully recommend doing the two-day trip. So then um, onto the final trip that we took and we went to a region, I guess this is not, a, it's not a city, maybe we could call it a province of Vietnam. A province, some countries use provinces, so I know in China they have provinces, pretty sure in Vietnam they have provinces, in, in America they have states, so you know California, um, oh my god, what are the other states in America? Texas I think is a state. In the UK we have, um, oh my god, what do we have in the UK? Counties, counties. We have counties in the UK. So my city is Nottingham and my county is Nottinghamshire. So we went to this province of Vietnam. So it's bigger than a city. The province has cities within it called Ninh Binh. Ninh Binh. And um, I didn't go to this place the first time I visited Vietnam, but it seems to have become a really popular place to go because of the scenery there. There are big rivers, more limestone mountains and just a lot of things to do. So we actually went there for two nights and I was very, very lucky because we stayed in an incredible luxury resort. So my girlfriend Michelle sometimes does work with hotels where we can, we can stay with the hotel but we take some pictures and videos for them. Um, and we were really lucky to stay in this incredible resort called Emeralda. Emeralda in Nimbin. So in order to organize this one, we had to be a little bit flexible with the tourist um, agency that we used to book the trips. We actually took a day trip in Nimbin on the first day. And then when the day trip was finished, we didn't go back to Hanoi with the other people. We just took a taxi to our hotel in, in Nimbin. Um, so let me tell you a little bit about what we did on the first day and then I'll tell you more about the, the resort that we stayed at. Just a quick one guys, what is a resort? A resort is, it's a hotel, but it's bigger than a hotel. So it's not only a hotel, it also has activities that you can do when you're on the resort. So for example, at this place where we stayed, you could go fishing, you could go swimming, I think you could play tennis, things like that. There were a lot of things to do, not only sleep. So a resort is a place where you go on holiday and you can do a lot of activities as well as sleeping within the resort. So the day trip then. Now remember the tourist agencies in the cities in Vietnam sell the tours, but basically the people who run the tours, they all follow a very, very similar plan. So there are loads of different companies taking tourists to these places and they're all kind of doing the same activities. So any time that you book one of these trips, you always meet loads of other tourists. Um, the, day, the day trip in Ninh Binh had three activities, and I think different tourist organizations did them in a different order. So for us, the first stop was um, a temple, and I believe this temple was the, the home of one of the first kings of Vietnam, or, or one of the most important kings of Vietnam. I'm not going to try to pronounce the name of this temple, but if you look at Temple Ninh Binh, you're going to find it because it's one of the big tourist attractions. Um, it was very cool, really cool. Um, I always like to visit a temple, but I have to say, if you've seen one temple in Asia, you've seen them all. Okay, so that phrase means that um, all of the temples are kind of very similar. So you only really need to see one temple and then 
all of the other ones are kind of all the same. I know that's not true, of course. I I'm not somebody who knows a lot about temples and I've seen a lot of them. So a lot of them look quite similar to me. But yeah, this was still a, a cool temple to see. And if it's your first time in Asia, then you're gonna be really blown away by, by this kind of temple. Blow away, another phrasal verb there, but it's quite idiomatic as well. So if you're blown away by something, it's like you're, oh, wow, you're amazed by it. Okay, you can't believe it. So to be blown away by something means to be, whoa, really amazed, really stunned by something. Um, yeah, so the first stop was the temple and it was cool. It was very wet though. On that day, it was raining a lot. Um, the tour guides gave us a Mac and a Mac is one of those you know those plastic coats? And it's not really a coat, it's, it's just a bag, really. So we put this mac over ourselves to keep us dry. Yeah, the weather was not good. After that, we went, to, uh, we went for some dinner, I remember, at a big, big buffet restaurant. So again, all of the tour groups came to this restaurant at the same time, so there were so many tourists in there. Um, and after the dinner, we went for a bike, a bike ride. So the riding a bike seems to be one of the popular tourist activities in Vietnam. <laughs> you can do this in a lot of different places. So we went for a bike ride around a place called Tam Kok. I think it's called Tam Kok. And Tam Kok is um, another of those places with those iconic limestone mountains. So you're riding your bike through little paths, through little villages, and you're surrounded by these incredible limestone mountains all around you. I think the limestone mountain is the, the iconic scenery of northern Vietnam. Mai Chao Valley had them, Ha Long Bay has them, and this place in Ninh Binh also had them. Um, yeah, it was really nice. We were riding our bike around there. Unfortunately, the rain got heavier and heavier, and the Mac that I was wearing, so remember the bag, the plastic bag, started to rip, um, which they do, of course, because they're not very good, are they? Um, and I got really, really wet. So by the time the bike ride finished, I was very, very ready to stop, to be honest. Um, anyway, after the bike ride, we, were, we went to do kind of the main attraction of Nimbin, and that is to go down the river in a place called Hoalu. Hoalu, I think. You go down this river, which goes through the middle of the rice paddies. Remember, I was talking about rice paddies earlier. Um, a rice paddy is just a field. Anyway, in this place called Hoalu, there's a river that goes through the middle of the rice paddies and you can ride down it on a boat. It's a really cool experience. I loved this part. Um, we were separated into small groups of three, I remember. So on our boat, it was me, Michelle, and a guy from France, I think he was. And... Um, the boat, again, is not electric, you have to row it, but this time you have a, a, a guide to row for you. And our guide was an old lady, she was really old. She must have been at least 70, but probably 80, I think. Um, so good for her, you know, she's still doing this at, at that age. And um, the really amazing thing is that they don't row the boat with their hands on this river, they row with their feet. So it's quite an incredible sight to see this old lady sitting back on our boat um, using her feet to, to make us go down the river. Well done to that old lady. I really admired her. What an incredible woman. 
Um, she took us down the river through the rice paddies. Again, we're admiring the scenery as we're going. Um, incredible scenery as always in the north of Vietnam. And um, to be honest, I could see she was getting a little bit tired and I felt so bad. I, I was just imagining my own grandma. And I know this is this, this woman's job and she's, it's good that she's still active at that age. She can do it. That's amazing. But I was just imagining my grandma doing this for, for tourists. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to help you a little bit here. So she gave me one of the oars. An oar, it's spelled O-A-R in English, guys. An oar is the stick that you use to row a boat. Okay, so she gave me one of the oars and I used my hands to help. And I think that, I think she really appreciated that. She was laughing with me and smiling a lot. So that was the day trip in Nimbin then. And I, I definitely recommend this one. Again, I think with all of these trips, um, one day is not enough. I would recommend doing a weekend to do all of them. So we crammed everything into, into one day. Cram in, there's another phrasal verb, guys, a nice one. So we crammed everything into one day. When you cram something in, it means you push a lot of things into a small space. You force them into a small space. Imagine if I have a small box and I want to put a lot of toys or clothes in that box, I might have to really push them to get them all in. So I have to cram them in. And we can use cram in when we're talking about time as well. So we only had one day here, so we crammed a lot of activities in to this one day. Okay, but it was a good day. But I recommend if you have time to take two or three days in Nimbin. Anyway, after the day trip, we took our taxi to the resorts, the Emeralda Resort. And wow, this place was, yeah, really, really incredible. They turned a lot of old Vietnamese buildings, maybe they were farm buildings or something, into hotel rooms. So you walk around this resort and there are, there's a big lake. There are a lot of lakes, actually, a lot of trees. And you kind of feel like you're in the jungle when you're there. You know, you can hear like frogs and insects. Really, really cool. I love that kind of thing. And the room, wow, the room was incredible. So it wasn't like a hotel block. It was kind of one individual building was our room. And I think this was probably an old farm building, like I said, because the roof was so high. Um, so it gave you so much space inside the room. And there was an outdoor shower so cool i love that so we had our own private little garden in the hotel room and um there was a shower outside so you could like stand on the grass in this little garden surrounded by tropical plants and have a shower so nice i really loved it and then we went for a nice dinner at the restaurant there um there was a really really good restaurant and we had some yeah some good food but big big problem when we came back to our room somehow a bat had got into the room. So you know what a bat is, right? It's one of those animals that comes out at night and flies around, you know, Batman. There was a bat in our room. And remember, the roof is very, very high. So this bat was just flying around our room in circles, sometimes coming really close to our heads. I, I didn't know what to do. Um, we panicked a little bit. So we locked ourselves in the bathroom so the bat couldn't get to us, tried to open all the windows 
and but I couldn't like make this bat go out. It's flying really fast. Um, but eventually, I think about half an hour later, thankfully, the bat flew out of the window. I guess, <laughs> I guess that's just part of you know living in the jungle, right? Or being surrounded by nature like that. Um, so after the bat left, I had a really good sleep and everything was okay. In the morning, in that resort, in that resort, sorry, we went for um, a breakfast. Well, every morning we went for a breakfast and. They have a nice buffet restaurant. I guess you know what I mean by buffet, guys. It's all you can eat, right? So you keep going for more food when you're finished. This is one of my favorite things in the world. So you know I love breakfast. Buffet breakfast is even better. So I had like a three course breakfast. I had a starter breakfast, main breakfast, and a dessert breakfast, and I loved that. So yes, if you're looking for a bit more of a luxury stay, if you visit um, Nimbin, check out the Emeralda Resort. It's a really incredible place. One of the nicest resorts I've ever stayed in. And that, guys, is the end of the three weekend trips that we took. So on our final weekend in Vietnam, we traveled down to Ho Chi Minh City, which is another really big city of Vietnam. But we only went there because we were flying from Ho Chi Minh. We didn't really spend any time looking around. So I fully recommend, if you're gonna visit Vietnam, there are so many places to travel and hopefully you have the time to travel around all of them. But if you're visiting Vietnam as a digital nomad like I was and you're staying in Hanoi for work, then you have so many great options to visit at the weekend. So make sure you go and check them out if you have time. Okay guys, something different on the podcast this week. I really hope you enjoyed that. I tried to tell the story in a much more natural way. I have to say, it's kind of scary. <laughs> not scary, not scary. But it was quite difficult to just tell you the story without any materials. Usually I have a script, but I tried to freestyle today. Um, and I hope that made it more natural. I'm sure it was a, a real test for your English listening skills. But hopefully it made it easier to listen to as well you know it's not just it's not like a test and I hope you enjoyed listening to my stories there we did have quite a lot of vocabulary we tried to focus a little bit on phrasal verbs so we had about four or five phrasal verbs I'm sure and some really nice vocabulary in there as well remember if you have any questions about any of the vocabulary in today's episode Give me a message and I'm happy to clear that up for you. And there's another phrasal verb, clear up. So it means to make it, make it more clear for you. Get in touch with me um, anywhere and I'm more than happy to help with questions that you may have. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening as always. I really do hope you enjoyed um, the content today. Make sure you listen next time when I'm going to be talking about an old story. <laughs> from when I visited Vietnam the first time and I had a little bit of an accident. So I'm going to be telling you that story next time. Have a great week, everybody. Look after yourselves and see you next time.